Hi, I'm Maggie McDonald. I am the digital editor for Link in KY, and here I'm talking with our uh, Campbell County reporter, Haley Parnell, on her story, The Challenge of Growth in Southern Northern Kentucky. That is correct, Maggie. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Instead? Yeah, I'm the Campbell County reporter at Link in KY. My name is Haley Parnell. Um, all right. So I guess my um, my first question on this story is, you're someone who grew up in Campbell County. Um, and what was your opinion? Were you for rural development? Were you against it? Somewhere in between? And did you change your mind on how you originally felt on the issue? I think, um, you know, as I wrote the story, you could definitely see people's perspectives from both sides. I don't think it really leans one way or the other necessarily. Um you know, personal opinions factor into that, especially with people against the rural development. Um, where I grew up, it was in Melbourne, which is, I mean, I would consider it more rural Campbell County, but it wasn't, I mean, there was houses on both sides of me. I could see a house across the street. The road was, you know, pretty close. It wasn't like super, I wasn't super out there. So, um, I don't think I have that like personal opinion about it. Like, um, with Jen and the story, she has, um, a development going on three sides of her property line. Um, and there's currently really nothing around her right now. Um, the whole backfield, so to speak behind her house is currently woods across the street are cow pastures and a pond. Um, so in that aspect, I can see how, you know, a development coming in can be a little jarring. Um, especially, you know, once we got out there and actually walked around on her property, um, she kind of showed us how there would be a road about 10 feet from her property line. Um, and I mean, you could stand on her driveway and the road would, I mean, it would just be right there. I didn't know that part. So like I said, so my property pretty much, uh, so this is my house it, and you can almost see kind of like the mode line. So we own, you know, about a foot on the other side of the telephone pole. And it is odd that right here, it goes at an angle right on the other side of the septic tank. So it's not a straight line. It goes at an angle. And because we own 30 more feet down the hill that is not mowed, plus we have a septic tank. We are not part of the sewer system. And our septic system, our septic tank system is an easement on this property. It's filed at the courthouse. Legally, they can't do anything. They didn't have a choice. They needed a road to exit from the property on Licking Pike, but there was too many blind spots. So the last plan I saw was there was going to be a road pretty much where we're standing. So how far from your property line would that road come? I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm thinking, I don't know, 10, 20 feet. She said she would let her dogs out um, and run around in her backyard. And that's something that she probably wouldn't be able to do when the development came in, you know, with more traffic and things like that. Um, and then on, you know, the pro-development side, I can see that too. You know, Northern Kentucky's population is growing. Um, I spoke with BNKY for the story. Um, and there is definitely population growth happening in Northern Kentucky, and it's going to continue to grow through, I think, 2030 is what the statistics that they have. And, you know, those people that are coming in have to live somewhere, and there is a housing shortage. Um, you know, I spoke with uh, Ben Taylor from Dries Homes as well, and he kind of spoke a little bit to that point. 
Um, so, you know, with more people coming in and our, we have, you know, economic boom happening in Northern Kentucky, job growth, things like that. So that's bringing in more people and they have to live somewhere. And, you know, as the urban core is filling up in the river cities, um, patterns are kind of showing that that development has to move south. Um, anyways, that's what I found out through covering the story. So um, I think when you look at all of that, you know, the scale is kind of balanced. You can really see both sides' perspective. So I know you spoke with multiple people whose homes are going to be affected by this development. Um, why do people want to live in rural areas? Mm -hmm. So... I've been covering this development going in Southern Campbell called Miranda Homes. Um, it's a subdivision for over a year now, since March of last year. Um, and then for this story, I spoke with one of the residents who will live, um, her property line surrounds the new development. Basically, she purchased her home from the same family that's selling the land to Miranda Homes. She had basically grew up in Campbell County her whole life. Um, and her and her husband lived in Crestview in Campbell County for a while. Um, and the story starts off, she could smell cigarette smoke wafting in through a window. She could hear her neighbor's toilet flushing. So as, as you get older, you want a little bit more peace and quiet. And my, again, our homes were really, really close together. We're probably about five feet not probably less than five feet from the property line and there the, the neighbors had a dog and the dog was barking at me i'm like i'm inside my house making noises and the dogs at the fence line barking on the other side a great neighbor very very nice but our kitchen faced their bathroom and i'm doing the dishes and all of a sudden i realize i could hear their toilet flushing plus this person smoked. So on a beautiful day like today, you have the windows open and I'm smelling this smoke in my own house. I'm not against smokers. I just don't smoke. It shouldn't, why am I smelling smoke in my own house? She had mentioned how when she lived in the suburbs, she never saw any like wildlife. I don't know how they can build anything without disturbing almost every piece of this land. Mm -hmm. And that's not even to mention the wildlife we have. Usually every night around dusk, I have about a family of four deer that comes through here. I've seen wild turkeys, foxes, it, it's, and the rabbits galore are in our yard. And that's, that's just all going to be changed if they put in all these homes. And speaking with um, the Kenton County planning manager, um, one thing I didn't realize that a lot of people like about living in um, more southern ends of the county is there's less light pollution from development, so they have really dark skies with stars and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just away from a lot of the busy city life, but it's still close enough driving distance. I think Jen had mentioned she lived 10 minutes from Walmart, 20 minutes from Kroger. Um, and then she has a little bit further of a distance drive to downtown Cincinnati where she works. But those are kind of trade-offs that she's willing to make to get kind of more of her own little piece of the pie out away from you know neighbors and things like that so i think like i what a lot of people would say to people like jen armstrong who are upset about development happening is like just move but like what are roadblocks that could prevent her from like just moving yeah i don't think this is necessarily in jen's case because 
it wasn't family land or anything, but a lot of people um, will purchase land from family and the land kind of means something to them. So obviously they don't want to move. Um, so definitely things like that. Um, for Jen, she did say she would be willing to move possibly if the Miranda Homes development came in um, and, you know, they were displeased with it. But I mean, and her kids are older and out of school, but I mean, that's another thing. If you have kids and they're already in school, um, she lives right down the street from Campbell County High School and things like that. That's where her kids went to school. Um, so do you think groups like Keep Southern County Rural are going to be successful or have any possibility of being successful with their lawsuit? Lawsuit, yeah. <laughs> so um, the Preserve, Protect, and Keep Southern Campbell Rural LLC is a nonprofit that was just formed kind of stemming off of the Miranda Homes development. And that case has been going through the court system. They actually um, won back a couple months ago. And now it's being, um, it was filed to go into the Kentucky Court of Appeals. And then the attorney representing the residents for the Miranda Homes side of things um, actually put in another motion to get it transferred straight to the Supreme Court. So that's still ongoing, but they did win part of their lawsuit. Um, so I think that because they've already had a win there, you know, they have background to go off of. Um, but I think it, it probably just more so makes a statement. Um, you know, they live in a rural area and they're kind of all banding together and saying, this isn't our expectations of what should go on here. Now, the other side of that is, you know, if it's not their property line, can they really, I mean, say, do they have a say of what goes there? Um, a lot of these things are based off of comprehensive plans that the county approves. Um, they're redone every five years, I believe, um, and community input goes into that and things like that. So um, if it kind of falls within the comprehensive plan and it's not on their property line, then, you know, it kind of goes into logistics a little bit there. I know this story talked a lot about cluster developments. Could you just kind of talk a little bit more about what that is and how that's different from like a typical like suburban development? Yeah, so a cluster development, um, Moran Homes in that case is a cluster overlay. So basically it's a certain amount of acres. I think the Moran Homes is like 47-ish. Um, and then instead of spacing out the homes throughout the whole acreage, so I think there's like 93 proposed homes. Those 93 homes are going eight on 18 acres of the 47. So the cluster overlay is to put the houses closer together to offer more green space within the development. So I think there's going to be like a pond and things like that, maybe like a park. I can't remember exactly what the plan's called for, but the leftover acreage has, you know, the benefits of green space. Um, and another aspect of it that a lot of people have brought up along the way, including Brian Miller when I spoke with him, was that a lot of people these days are not looking to take care of giant plots of land. They want small yards to mow. They don't want to take care of a lot of stuff. Um, he had mentioned that people nowadays are outside of their homes more. They're out in the community doing things more than they used to be. Um, so it's like, it's why do you need, you know, all of that space to take care of if you're not home use, utilizing it, really? A lot of people are against the cluster overlay development, and that's actually the part that they really are against is how dense the properties are going to be together. 
But again, I think Brian explained it in the story, but it's really no different than if they were all spaced out. It's still the same exact number of homes. They're just going to be closer together with the cluster overlay. The way it is right now, you see, you know, you have your urban areas, you have your first ring suburbs, your suburbs, and then you get into a little more less dense rural areas, and then you get way out in the exurbs, right? And those are our choices right now. And there are development patterns that have been happening for a long time or very recently that are kind of carved out to serve those areas. I live, you know, at my age right now, I'm in my mid-50s, and I don't want to drive everywhere. And there are a lot of people who like walkability. There's, but there's only so many choices with walkability. And unless you change the development pattern, you've got what you got. You can put more sidewalks in, you can make things more expensive, you can make housing less affordable by adding all those things. Or you can choose a new, a new path and move to a different type of development pattern. Right. Um, one last question. What was the process of writing this story like? It kind of started with, I, I had mentioned that I've been covering Miranda Homes for over a year now. So I knew, and I cover Campbell County, obviously, daily. So I was already pretty familiar with what was going on. I had reached out to the attorney who was representing residents with the Miranda Homes. Um, and he informed me of the Preserve, Protect, and Keep Southern Campbell Rule LLC. And then I got some contacts for residents involved um, because you want to hear from the people who live there, you know, um, not just people in government and things like that. And with technical terms thrown around and things like that, you want to hear, you know, people's stories. So um, that's how I found Jen. And yeah, she was a really great source just because one, I mean, her whole house property lines are surrounded by the development. Um, and she was someone who she had kind of told me when I first connected with her that she was a really great example herself because she had gone from the suburban life to the rural life. Um, and then from there, just, you know, branching out to learning more of the technical aspects of things and how things work logistically, which included reaching out to Boone and Kenton counties because I don't cover them. So, you know, um, and their planning and zoning departments operate differently than with Campbell County. So I wanted to get that aspect in, obviously. And then, you know, the pro-development side and and how things work on that end of things is how I found Brian Miller. Um, and he was a really great source at just kind of explaining how things work, um, kind of the developer's mindset of things. Um, and yeah, and it just kind of unfolded from there. I mean, when you're doing the story, you really want it to be balanced from both sides because there's not really a right or wrong answer with this kind of a thing. Um, and like I said at the beginning, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. So um, yeah, just kind of lurk, looking into all ends of things and making sure you're covering every aspect that you can. So, all right. Well, I think I don't think I have anything else. Thanks for talking with us today. <laughs> uh, thanks for talking to us, Haley Parnell. This has been Link in KY uh, Cover Stories.